Hi everyone. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to episode two of the Young Minister's Wives podcast. And as you know, my name is Oluwadara Oshewa. Thank you for joining us today. Okay, so today is going to be different and very interesting. Trust me. Trust me. It's going to be very like you don't want to miss any part of today's podcast because we have someone i have someone here with me and she's when they say someone is wealth of knowledge yeah that is it she's she has so much there is so much that you're going to learn from her i trust god that you know god will speak through her god will speak through me and um we have so many interesting things to share with you today her name is mrs bukola kadiri Yay! Bukola is a friend and she's a sister. She's actually more than a friend, she's a sister. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, so welcome, Bukola. Welcome to your Thank minister's you wife. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How, are you? Very, How are you doing? Very, um, I don't know, I'm just feeling very this introduction, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. It's um, an honor to be here, to want to share with what you are doing, what you're doing, rather. So I thank God for that privilege. Thank you, too. Thank you for coming. Thank you for agreeing to do this with me, with God. Thank you. Okay, so today we have, um, today we are going to be discussing about something very, very interesting. And I think that this thing is actually... It's actually something that a lot of females, women, you know, Christian sisters, you know, we don't actually talk about it. We just like push it to one corner and just um, as act as if it's not there. But it's actually there. It's like when you have a big elephant in the room. Yeah. So we're actually talking about why sisters, why Christian sisters do not like to marry pastors. Like, once you're a pastor, once you tell, probably you started the relationship and then everything was good. And then once the brother just says, once the guy just says, well, I think the Lord called, has called me to ministry and most likely I'm going to be a pastor. You see, you see the sister say, mm, okay, let me, let me take time to think about it all, you know. You know, the sister starts and drinking and then they start you know giving one excuse or the other but the main issue is that a lot of people are just so scared to marry a pastor or you know and i've been wondering okay why why and you know i I would really like nicola to help us out tonight you know let's look at it together what why why do you think female sisters you know christian sisters why do you think they are so scared to marry a pastor like you want to marry a pastor okay um um thank you <laughs> sorry this is a bit new so i'm just trying to gather my thoughts together yeah, but i so think good. you know the first one that just comes to my head is you know many ladies don't like to marry pastors because they perceive it to be oh it's a means to suffer. <clears throat> so mm. you probably think that once they marry pastors, you know, I think that 
before now and maybe just only started like you know a few years ago i don't really know would have to ask like the older generation but before now pastors are not rich they are not uh, they are not they they are perceived to always travel especially those in the mission <laughs> especially yeah. those in the mission field and yeah. they are probably posted to they're not rich, so they depend on church salary if they get paid. If they do get paid, mm. yeah. Um, and, if and they then maybe most of paid, their yeah. also most of their money goes into yeah. the church. Yes, even if they do get paid, it's just like a maybe it's a small amount. It's not so much money, right? So, yeah. So I think you know they're just scared for their future basically that they'll go and be stuck yeah. in a village they'll go and be they'll not have enough money to fend for themselves they'll not you know so i i think that that's it but if i don't know if i can just if it's not too early to share something i remember when debbie go ahead our mutual friend i used to tell her and i didn't even remember that i told her i told her that when i'm looking at my husband because i don't know if he's listening to me when we i don't know i think if he had when he had first asked me out and he was asking me questions like can you go to the desert <laughs> oh there's that to be too I can't even believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it right now. <laughs> what are the things I can do? You know, that was the first time we would ever like talk in, you know, close range or something. And he was asking if I could go to death, like leave anywhere. If maybe he didn't use desert, but you know, it just gave me this idea that it was somewhere remote. What are the things yeah. I can do? Can I do this? Can I do that? And he's not the only one. I remember when I was in university as well, there was this brother who was youth president. I didn't attend a, a fellowship, but I attended a church parish. And um, in that parish, there was a youth president who I think liked me at the time. And he would be asking me those kind of questions. So what can you do? In fact, he would, he would, when he sees me like cleaning, when he visits, because he has friends in my house, he would say, oh, I, I didn't know you could walk. Like, oh, you are a good candidate for like, when we go for mission, to the mission field. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. So <laughs> then, um, can you, what can you do? Can you make hair? How can you preserve food? Strange questions. And it didn't used to scare me because even if I didn't mind, you know, going along with, you know, the brother, it was yeah. just scared. I was just scared that, you know, would it, does it mean that, I mean, the first vision of the future he was casting for me was that of suffering. Mm. I don't know what else mm. I'm doing in the village if it's not suffering, <laughs> if you ask me. Because <laughs> I was not born in the village for crying out loud. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, of course, at the end of the day, he said, "Oh, God told me him I was for somebody else," and I was just relieved. Thank God, right? But at the, <laughs> but at the end of the day, eh, at the end of the day, I think that the first thing is that you know most people don't want to be in poverty. They do not want to mm. be, to be poor they, because the what people think that pastors do is that you know they are suffering 
and they don't want mm. to suffer. Nobody really wants to suffer, even if you can persevere or you can, you know, um, you have long suffering, you know, it doesn't mean that you want to keep suffering for long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you just expect it to be for a short while, persevere in that sure. period and then, you know, hope that uh, God smiles at you or something, that prosperity comes to you and all that. So I think that's mm. the But we thank God that, you know, these days it's not, it's not really like that. Are you sure? Are you sure like that? Yeah, pastors are rich. And I was listening to... I can't remember, but, you know, and these people were saying, if you look at, you know, these pastors and these pastors, we have pastors that are into business. Uh, Pastor Kola Oyene is somebody who borrowed nation's money. I don't know if you heard that story. Borrowed a nation's mm. money or something like that. I don't know if I'm getting exactly right, but something like that. Um, We have... um. I mean, Pastor Leke Adeboe Daijio Of course, Daijio is rich. The man might be wearing short suits and all that, short sleeve suits and all that, but they are rich. Um, yeah, but, but, but I also think that, sorry to cut you, yeah. but I also think that they've also gone through a phase. I mean, oh, yeah. that we we watched the movie Enoch and we oh, saw how Pastor Adeboe, you know, how we had to give up everything, how they had to move from, I think it was a three-bedroom or something, yeah, to a one-room apartment in Mushi. Yeah. And yeah. That, was a, that was a process. So, I mean, yeah, now, so years years down the line, maybe 30 years, 40, 50 years, I don't know how many years now, he's doing well, he's doing fine, he's rich. But, I mean, there was a process. Of course, there's a process. And, and the truth of the matter is that... Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. The truth of the matter is that there's a process, even if the person is not a pastor. So if mm. you marry somebody who is an engineer, for instance, or somebody who is, you know what I think? I think that even if you marry the son of a president, I don't think that you'd always have, okay, maybe a president, maybe too far, but I'm just saying that even if the person is comfortable enough, there'll be those times where it's not exactly always rosy. Yeah, so guess what? Even yeah. if there's money, there might be something else that poses a challenge to the life yeah. or the future, right? So yeah, I, I yeah. don't think it's, that, that one, it's, I think it's a general thing in life. So it's not just, you know, a pastor. But I think, like I said, it's it used to be so common that many pastors were poor people and mm. that's what i'm saying that you see i was talking about pastor leke he's um by profession is a pilot i think if i'm not mistaken so even if he is not working so these days we see pastors who are truly in the calling for i mean we still have the ones that go into it for business but the real pastors they actually you know went to school have businesses are doing things you know even on the side as sites just you know as opposed to just depending on the church for for money right I agree. we see yeah we see pastors who you know do many things even go on holidays and we see it on instagram and all whatnot right so mm. even if they're not in the ministry or if they're not pastoring for that word if they're not pastoring go, 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 at least they are they have other things and they are okay too they can sustain their family yeah mm. i agree okay yeah so uh, there's also um i, I also talked about I also think that there is another part to this that might be the reason why, and I would like you to also okay. talk yeah. about why sisters might be holding back. Yeah. 
and is is this so what my my daddy is a pastor he's still a pastor and growing up i said i somehow felt like we sh- we had to share him every time mm. with the church i felt like it was a it was a, like we're in rivalry mode you know with the, the church, church yeah. and because so I would I would, would practice tell my daddy oh we need this we need that um, not not school not school when it comes to school when it comes to basic necessity you know food yeah. and whatever my daddy was no it was I give it to him but yeah. when it comes to maybe the extras like sometimes if I say oh daddy I remember when you said we want to buy DVD and then we're pestering my daddy and my daddy will say oh I don't have money and then somebody will just walk in a church member. And the church member will say, Pastor, I have this need, Dad. And my daddy will go inside and bring money and give the best. I don't know, we'll probably be peeping or something. And I'm like, I don't understand. But I just thought my daddy said he does not have money to buy DVD. You know, so I feel like maybe it's also possible that they they feel like they would have to share. Because, you know, I, I was watching and okay I was, I was talking to someone person was telling me i've actually not watched the book about the interview yeah. that um apostle Arume did and you know the, with the wife and the wife was sharing oh, yeah. how the the, the first have, few years of yeah, okay, you've I've seen watched it on youtube actually, I mean, yes yeah and i'm like man yeah, i don't think lot. i can do that <laughs> it's a lot though i can't even lie and i agree with you in terms of sharing uh, I like to say two things, I think. One is that hmm, I want us to go, go gradually, but let me just say what's on my mind. So one thing I have been learning is that everybody has a path in life, right? Mm. So guess what? The Apostolomer's wife was probably consciously or unconsciously built to be able to handle those times when her husband was not around she probably maybe knew or not but i think she shared it how she started in university and then even when her husband was not around god was using that period to even grow her so she was also not so much dependent on her husband spiritually because she was now the one that was in the home fronts and now had to take care of the home even spiritually right so i think that you know that's for that period or for it, it God is taking us through processes, right? So mm. whatever the process is, whether a pastor's wife or not, as a wife or as somebody who is um who is a child of God, whatever situation you find yourself in, God would give you capacity for it. Now, speaking about having to share your dad, you know, how you thought as a child that you had to share your dad and how he brought money out. You know, guess what? You know, one thing that pastors have is compassion and all that and all that. And, you know, if you're actually a child of God, you share in the compassion of Jesus Christ, right? In my opinion. However, Mm -hmm. um, maybe that also helped your growth in also because you saw your dad do it. You did not know that it will help you because I kind of believe that it will have impact on how you give or how sure. it, would, it, it would be uh, easy for you to understand when your husband gives. Mm, you know, trying to say, because you had yeah. experienced it before. 
And obviously, I, another thing is, you know, there's also, always something bigger than us. So mm. your dad thought, well, you know, we can't buy DVDs. Probably so much of the luxury right now. And the church needs it for something more important. In Maybe that's how we thought. I don't know. But <clears throat> I think that it's all part of a, like, like a larger or a bigger cause such that mm. if he's if he's denying denying himself to make sure another person is happy is somehow maybe a way for him to give back even if he's not a pastor because one mm. thing i'm learning i was saying recently one thing i am learning is how to give and not just give be comfortable with denying our own selves okay. some some uh, luxury just so that you know mm. every other person is fine right so sure. I'm learning that too. I'm not finished learning no. <laughs> what? Mm. Yeah, we are all learning trust yeah. me we are yeah. all learning yeah. so I think that at the end of the day if it is is somebody else happy is God happy then fine mm. then mm. fine sure. I know that some sure. people I mean I was listening to we were listening to Joshua Somersley and they were saying that somebody <laughs> they were saying that People, people give. He was talking. I don't know. I can't remember. But he was talking about people giving, and giving out of emotions. You know, they give mm. because oh, probably the person calling for the money is you know very has sweet mouth or whatever. And some husbands have gone to sold their houses <laughs> without consulting mm. them. And I found it so mm. hilarious. And the wife is just there. I just imagine myself to be the wife. That's why I, I found it hilarious that yeah. the Amazon goes and sold our house. That's crazy. You know, but um I think that there should also be a balance and boundaries to get. Mm. So if you're going to yeah. give, if you're going to whatever inconvenience yourself, don't do it to the detriment of your own family. Which is another point I like to mention that. You know, some people just feel like their lives are too out there. And I think it's kind of like what you said, that you had to share that with the church. So some of it is that, oh, maybe mm. um, when when you are a, when your husband's a pastor, you know, then your life, your business is out. Then your children's business, mm. they're out. Then uh, your own even personal life. Your business, personal business is out in the sense that people or people always have eyes on you and some people just don't want to yeah. risk you don't want to risk yeah. too much of that um, they think it's too much to give away do you understand mm, that I can't sure. even try to make a mistake you know yeah. then, then uh, uh, somebody's already counting somebody's already like, I, I Sorry, what are the part of what are the, I think there's also another part where your house is always open to people. Like you literally cannot have like when I was when I was in school, there was a um, one of my mentor, Pastor Debo, is like his house is always filled with people. I literally think that the only private place they have in their house is their room. Mm. Any other Apostle Arame said that in that their story. <laughs> how do you deal with how do you deal with that as a wife? Like, mm. I, do you understand? Yeah. How do how do you deal with that if you're going to be a pastor? Because I feel that it's it's a it's mentally a lot, you know, mm. to, to know that you always your food, you know, you can't say that this food though we bought it is going to last for a month because. Mm. 
five people can just show up the following day in your house and do you understand? True, yeah. And they might they might be there for a long time. So how do you hmm. mentally deal with that? The reality. Well, maybe we'd have to ask pastors, right? But <laughs> I I want to believe that because I've seen pastors who actually have boundaries. They don't mm. um as much as their family's out and as much as they are pastors. It's just to an extent. When it comes to their family, I mean, there's a boundary. You get that's yeah. one. Um, of course, if you live in places like Europe, somebody cannot just visit you anyhow. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. that too. So yes. that might be also be this part yeah. of the world. <laughs> yes, that that can it can be just that. Oh, it's like that. But I think that even in Nigeria, I know somebody that if you don't tell them you are coming, they are not even opening the gates for you. Do you understand? Mm, so you have yeah. to call, text, they have to send you the gate code <laughs> and all that before you get in. And this is what most estates do um, now, these days, by the way. Yeah. So I, I think that, um, of course, if there's no boundary, even the gate codes can be shared. But I think that the husband knowing first that, or the pastor knowing first that is a husband and his home is also part of his ministry and, mm. you know, um, making sure that the home is fine, you know, mm. and make also, ex- understand, also understanding that he, even though, I mean, a pastor and his pastor's wife are, I don't know, in my opinion, they are different. A pastor is a pastor, a pastor's wife, if she's a pastor, is a pastor and a pastor's wife or a wife. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get it. So mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, they should have the conversation, try to talk about it, whatever, whatever it is, and make sure that there are boundaries. If they're going to open up their home, it should be a... It should, uh, be, a it should be based on, a, like, yeah, based on agreements. Yeah, such that yeah. everybody's fine. Nobody's feeling like, why are people always in my house? Do you understand? And you know, it yeah. can build resentment and somebody not being happy as well. So I think that you know, um, pastors should work on that if they want mm-hmm. people to marry them. <laughs> In my opinion, yeah. I agree. I agree, and I also think that there was something that my uh, my husband did once. Um, so he had this ministration, and it was the ministration was going to be in the night like very late in the night and he wanted to leave and i don't know no every every other day would tell me why i have the decision so i'm like okay but this particular day i just felt like i didn't feel a release in my spirit so i said no i don't think you should go i don't want you to go and he said if you actually say i should not go i'm going to call them and tell them sorry i can't come and i was me myself that said that i was shocked because i was like you are going to do that and he said yes because I I am in this with you. Do you understand? So yeah. our mm. our it's it, I'm not just going for me. I'm going for meditation, knowing that my wife is with me. Mm. You know, mm. whether I'm and it's not just I'm because I'm praying for him or not. Yeah, it's not just because whether I'm going to pray for him or not. Even if he's not praying, he, he knows that my my wife is in a happy place with me. You know, we are in this together. So when he said that, I was like. Okay, you know what? Don't worry, you can go. So I, I, but I mean, that conversation alone made me realize that okay, mm. I, I'm actually Your like opinion matters. This, 
Yes, do you get so yeah. and I and I think that that is also that can also be the issue with some um pastors' wives, you know, where they feel like when my opinion matter, you know, mm-hmm. will this person not always I mean I understand the fact that it's a life of sacrifice, it's a huge sacrifice. Yeah, it is it's, it's a huge sacrifice. But you know, sometimes you just feel like uh, and the sacrifice has no ending, that's the truth. <laughs> it's a sacrifice so. because it's not like the guy is going to resign from being a pastor tomorrow now, mm-hmm. or he's not going to be a pastor for five years, he's going to be for the rest of your life. Yes, yes, yes. So I think that that's another reason that the sacrifice is too much. So some people just feel it's like you know, I can't give this much. Yes, yes, it is forever. And but I uh, I think that. Outside all these things, they are just even those people. So if there's anything that I've been trying to say is that those reasons they don't want to be there, like healthy alternatives, they sh- like. Mm. I hope that people listening you know, get to understand if they're considering my pastor or if a pastor has ever approached them, that they should not, you know, these things were in the past, and I'm not trying to even um, <clears throat> sweet talk anybody right i'm not a pastor's wife <laughs> not yet <laughs> but yeah. so i'm not trying to like talk anyone but um there are better and what do you mean better. Pastor, right? is pastor. not yet is it but that there are it's getting better so and I'd like to talk about the fact that, and I said it's getting better because the sincere truth is that if you ask anybody, why don't they want to be a pastor's wife? Some people just say they don't want to be simply because that's what other people see. Or so it's just mm-hmm. perceived notions. They are not actually the correct thing. If you talk to pastors mm-hmm. who are like in ministry with their husbands and who are also, I mean, they find fulfillment in it too. That's that's mm. there's some people who find it. Some I know I know there are some people who are pastors because they had to. Because oh uh, the church their the church made their husbands pastors and so automatically they become mm. pastors' wives. So yeah. it's probably against their will, or some just see it as oh a pass to authority, or oh, now I can now like oh I'm a mama in church and just for the authority's sake, right? But there are people who actually are in need for destiny sake, for destiny matter. Mm, there are I think people who are saving funny. lives, yes, for being yeah. pastors. There are people who are, um, should I say, complimenting or even helping their husbands in this ministry thing, such that, you know, them being in itself is a blessing and it's even like increasing um, the blessings, you know. Um, increasing yeah. the rich or how how much the rich people because they are in need together with their husbands. So, so yeah, so, so there are those. That, you are saying yeah. that. So you are saying that the you must be. It's something that you must understand that there is a purpose in it. Yeah, Before, if, if you go if you go into it with that understanding of it's a calling, there is a purpose to this. There is there are things that. The yeah. love the Lord will have me to, and I'm living a yielded life. Yes, it changes yes. the perspective of the person yes. and how the person, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because pastors are pastors because they are called, anyways, right? Yes, true. So, and you know what? 
you know, we've learned that, you know, as a Christian, your work is even your ministry. So it's not just about, oh, whether the office of the pastor, everything you do is a ministry. However, for those who are, you know, pastoring, actively pastoring a church as their ministry or, you know, it is a ministry for them. Do you understand? So for the wife, yeah. she has to find purpose in it as well. It's not just that she's just there just, you know, for the title. She mm. only won't find fulfillment. That's the truth. And that can even lead to more frustration and even yeah. frustration and it will show in everything they do, right? So there's actually a purpose. Jonas, and there's there'll forever be a purpose. Also, I really want to talk about the people who, because of what they have heard, you know, we started mm. by saying, Oh, uh, perceived notions, wrong notions, wrong feelings, some of which were true, but because of what they've heard, it doesn't mean it's right, it's correct for everybody. So some people have not actually sat down to really think about it. Uh, why don't I want to be a pastor's wife? They honestly don't have a reason. I'll give myself as an example. Me, I I mean, my dad was a Muslim. My dad, my mom is a Christian. She's the only one I've ever seen that is, you know, she's take us to church and all that. So in terms of learning, maybe going to church, it was just my mom, right? And yeah. at some point, we even started going to another church. So I, she, my mom was going to CAC. We ended up in Redeem, right? All of us. So it's not like I grew up in a pastor's house. It's not like mm -hmm. I grew up being a pastor's child, right? Now, mm -hmm. when that brother in university approached me, you know, by saying, I didn't even mind, but he was carrying me with all these questions. Fast forward to when I now met my husband and he was asking me, and I really thought about it because he wanted to be sure even before we... Um, before he even finally asked me out, even though I was getting hints, he just wanted to be sure that you know, are you really into it? Do you mm. really hope it's not a problem? Why would you want to do it? Why would you not want to do it? Is this something you think you can do and be in it for the long haul? He asked me that question, I'm sure, more than 50 times. I even got tired mm. because I'm like, you know. So that ask, him asking me that question made me really think about it, that why is it that I don't want to be a pastor's wife? I didn't have a reason. Mm. And remember I said I didn't even grow up in a family where it's my, my dad was a Muslim safe. So it's not even mm. like, oh, I loved the... Um, I, it's not like I loved the maybe ministry thing. Maybe growing up, I loved it. I saw it. I said, me too, I want to be like this. Do you get My mom was not a pastor's mm. wife. So it's not really, it's not, it wasn't necessarily about, oh, I want to do it because I stopped doing it. Also, on another hand, because I didn't have the experience, I needed to ask myself. So, it's, so I needed to ask. And I found out that I didn't have any reason for not wanting to be. I thought about it. Why wouldn't I want to marry a lawyer? Why wouldn't I? Why would I want to marry a lawyer? Why would I want to? I didn't really have any specific. Mm. Um, I think at some point I wanted to marry a white man or a pilot, but for very strange reasons <laughs> as a teenager. Yeah. But in my adult life, I, when I really thought about it, when my husband was asking, I didn't have any reason. And I thought about, see, if I'm a child of God, I there's no. Um, if God asks me to marry a lawyer, I'll marry a lawyer, knowing fully whether there are 
marrying anyone is a step of faith i think that's what gets i guess that's what i'm trying to say yeah. so whether it's yeah. a pastor whether it's a lawyer whether they are all as long as it's god that gave you this person so that's how i saw it and i'm like you know what i don't have any specific reasons so i know people who genuinely are pastor's children and do not want to marry pastors because they feel like the sacrifice is too much and they are scarred they've been pain they've been hurt by what has gone through what has happened to them they their dad wasn't always around and frankly speaking who wants to have you know children whose dads will not be around so for that reason mm. they're not married. But, and you know their their reasons are valid their feelings are mm. you know valid too however um however me for me i thought about it if it's with anyone pastor or no pastor it's a journey of faith and i think that was how I settled it, mm. right? So, mm. yeah. Mm. I, so, I have never had experience being a pastor's wife. I'm just even still learning. Um, my husband is not a full pastor yet, but he's a minister in church. And yeah. you know, I'm even learning some of these little, little things. Because, in fact, people don't call me by my name. My name is Dickens wife. Or Mrs. Dickens. <laughs> or Dickens. Dickens Shago. Dickens Shago. They just call me all sorts of names, right? And I'm learning a lot about like um, people management. Of course, my husband is my mentor too in that in learning how to like manage people. So even me, I'm just learning. I think that I think let me sorry to cut you here. Yeah. But I think that something that you said now, just something that you said is really very important, and that is people's management. And I think that that is something that because I think when people become pastor's wife or when they marry a pastor we we also sometimes we just we just also expect people to accept us the way we are and it's okay it's, it's okay for people to accept us but it's also okay for us to learn for us mm -hmm. to you know because people's management is like it's very is is the core of being a pastor because you are yeah. always working with people. Yeah. You are always all, all the time, people. two for seven. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Exactly. So different if, if kinds of people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And because it's church, you know, maybe if it's, if it's in office, it's controlled. Because it's church, it's different kinds of people. And you cannot send them away. You have to love them. You can't exactly. And love them till they are okay. That's one thing I'm yeah. until they are fine. So, in fact, some people offend you and you'll be the one begging. <laughs> you and, and you have to like follow peace and make sure that as a, even as a Christian, right? But as a pastor or pastor's wife or anyone in ministry, you have to do it to the point that it's fine. Both of you are okay, which naturally... Mm -hmm. You know, somebody might not be disposed to you, like, you know, I've done this, I've done my part. But this one, you don't even have to go beyond yourself, over and above. Mm. So, mm. yeah, I, I, I think agree. that also, um, people should understand that being a pastor's wife is not something that is a talent or a gift. Some people learned it from their moms, being pastor's wives, but it's not something that is just like, you are born with it so you can't automatically know how to act you mm. can't automatically be perfect even if you are trying to please everybody in fact not talking self you are annoying people sure yeah so it can't be exactly completely perfect it's a walk in the progress in progress so i i think that also settling that it will take mm. some pressure off that you don't have to be 
perfect from the onset but as long as you're open and willing to learn and change when you actually hit your learning points i think that that's what mm. is important it's not just that come wow. on you so don't mm. be under the pressure that oh i have to be the perfect i have to be smiling i have to be clinical do you understand all the time i have to be mm. yeah no 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 the pressure mm. is too much i think that mm. what's going to help you even beyond the husband or you know the people in church what's going to help you is having the holy spirit teach you what to do pattern mm. what to have mm. to act yeah mm. and all, yeah i i think that the holy spirit is really the helper here because you know sometimes i'm introverted mm. but guess yeah. what? i like to be by myself i don't even think mm. that people in our church know that because of how god has helped me and how my husband mm. has motivated me to always you know mingle and relate and all yeah. and i do that not trying to outdo myself as much as i can and i think people still love me like that but however it's just really the help of god i wasn't mm. like that even last year i wasn't like mm. that. yeah so mm. holy spirit is the help true i agree wow wow Wow, this has been so so. <laughs> this has been an amazing, an amazing. Well, you know, I, I, well, it's so it's so insightful. If we could, if I could just mention some of the things that I'm personally taking away. One is the fact that we are we are called to live a yielded life as Christians. You know, um, even even if it's just, even marrying somebody in itself is a step of faith. Yeah. Because um yeah, in it's married in anyone, yeah. Yeah, marrying anyone, whether it's a pastor or not, is a step not, of faith. Yeah. Like we said. So so even marrying a pastor too is a step of faith, you know. Yeah. And um and also knowing that the Holy Spirit is there to help you, you know, to help you through it, you know, to make you a better person and also um understanding that there is a calling and there's a purpose in it, and also growing, you know developing yourself not um, developing your people's skills mm -hmm. as a person you know working on yourself making yourself a better version of yourself learning learning on yeah. while on the job you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i also like to add that you know um do not say oh i mean do not anyone can marry whoever they want really but don't let the reason for you not be marrying a pastor be that be what because of because of what people say don't let it be that oh it's because you think this is what they say i want you to please really think about it um pray about it and also mm. understand that everything has a purpose if god wants you to marry somebody who is a pastor or who will be a pastor um or who will be in ministry um or a prophet or an apostle <laughs> Don't run away simply because of what you have experienced in the past mm. or because of what people are saying. I think that that will really hold you back from what God has in store for you. So if God, yeah, so being a pastor's life is a blessing. And what I think really is that as with any other thing, there would be challenges or whatnot, but you always have God, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, if a pastor's wife or not, you'll be fine. You always have God. 
True, true. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bukola. Thank you so much. I, I totally enjoyed this. And I hope that anytime I reach out to you, that you will be willing to let us do this again. Thank you so much. Yes. It's been, it's been, <laughs> an, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. for the invite. Thank you. God bless you. Yeah. So, guys, please, um, of course, I mean, I'm sure that you gained one or two things from this um, episode and I would want to um, um, just keep watch out for our next episode. It's, there is so much and there is so much that um, we are going to be sharing. You know. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. you. Amen.